Quantum computers utilize quantum bits. Unusual home robot from Toyota. Robot from Avatar robots and Japanese. A new video of the most giant robot in the world. You are speaking to the one, the only DJ Stones. And with us over here is, uh, what is your name, sir? So my name is Tolisa, uh, and I'm the co-founder of uh, Afrinova Digital. Uh, sorry, Tolisa Vuza, the co-founder of Afrinova Digital. And Afrinova Digital owns the digital platform that we're here to talk about today. Okay, that's fantastic. Uh, before we carry on, you know, uh, we want to know more about you as a person, you know. Uh, can you tell us about yourself? Yes, I like that topic, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, I'm a, I'm a rural boy. Uh, so, born and bred in the rural Eastern Cape, uh, you know, and that's where I completed my, you know, lower grades of school until high school. Um, and then I, you know, I then migrated, uh, you know, to Cape Town and I did my university education at UWC. University of the Western Cape, and I studied computer science. Um, so I did my BSc honors and master's degrees in computer yeah. science. Um, and then I moved back, uh, you know, to Johannesburg. Well, not back. I moved to Johannesburg. It was the first time uh, to start my employment. And I worked for a variety of companies, essentially, in Johannesburg. I mean, starting yeah. from, uh, I don't know if you know, a company called SAP. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, German software. Yeah, big software company, German software giant. So I worked there as a developer, and then I moved into the banking industry. Worked for Standard Bank as a as a solution architect, an enterprise okay. architect. Then moved into consulting. Worked for PwC. Worked for Accenture. So I've been around the block, uh, basically. Uh, and uh, yeah, but uh, currently I'm a married man uh, with three kids and a beautiful wife. Um, so Amazing. yeah, so that's pretty much it about uh, who I am. Yeah. No, amazing, amazing. So you are a solutions architect. Uh, that is great to hear. I am, I am also uh, pulling towards that path. Um, That's awesome. Yes, yes. No, it's great to hear. Um, so secondly, you know, you, you are in the IT industry. Um, hearing about you and hearing what um, you've done and where you've worked, you know, if you've named uh, some big companies as well. Um, what what can you describe the IT industry as? You know, what is what can you tell us about the IT industry? Look, I mean, it's uh, it's obviously a very interesting industry, right? Given the context uh, of where the world is going, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you think about systems and, uh, and automation and digital in general, I mean, even now on a digital platform, I mean, Zoom yeah. is a is a digital platform, you know, wouldn't be able to do this interview during this COVID time if yes. uh, Zoom or any of these online platforms were not there. So, so from that perspective, I actually look at IT, you know, as a, as a key component of our lives because without it, really, we would uh, be almost doomed, right, in a number of uh, areas in our lives, uh, to be honest, yeah. uh, you know, given the challenges that we have. But, but I think on the other hand, um, you know, I think if I look at Africa and I look at South Africa, I think we still have a long way you know, to get our youth and to get our young ones, you know, to get into this space. Uh, you know, I think it's a space of creativity. Yeah. Certainly a space of uh, hard work. Yeah. Uh, but it's also a space of reward, I think. I think if you are a creative person, uh, if you're a person that can, you know, withstand a little bit of pain, it's it can be painful at times. 
a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can be. But it also needs patience, you know. If you're yeah, a patient okay. person and you and you have and you have passion, uh, you know, then 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 it's fine. So so I mean to describe it, I think it's it's an absolutely necessary, you know, uh, industry. Uh, it's exciting, uh, can be difficult, but uh, but something that's very exciting going forward for the future. And I think a lot of focus will be in in this space. It's already in this space across all the industries and across you know uh, different facets of people, you know, uh, in the way they live, you know. You have, uh, you know, uh, cars now that are autonomous, you know, yeah. that, that are being developed. Uh, you have robots, you know, that are starting to serve people in restaurants. You have people checking in, you know, ordering Uber, you know, for example, yeah. you know, things like that. So it's a very exciting space across a number of di- dimensions, yeah. No, that is very, very cool. Um, I This is the tech show that you're on, so we love tech. We love speaking about tech. Um, it's tech business and the A's for anything, but... We love tech. We like speaking about tech. And, you know, to have you on the show is amazing because you create tech, you know. Um, so now tell us more about your application. And by the way, we are also joined here by my co-host, uh, DJ Simp. Yeah, I, I didn't want to chime in. Hey, he, uh, you look like you're on a roll there. I'm so sorry. Finally, I'm on a roll. <laughs> no, not you. Not you. It was Tolisa. No, not you. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> no, no problem. No problem. Uh, nice meeting you, DJ Simp. No problem. <laughs> so much but yeah you can continue okay yeah so the next question tell us about the application that you have built or you guys are working on the dg token yeah i mean it's a so it's, it's something quite exciting for us right and we like talking about it so and then thanks for giving us an opportunity to chat to you guys about it so so dg token is actually a platform right and, and i'll explain why you know the, the word and the emphasis on platform is important so so, I mean, if you look at architectures, you know, of different, you know, uh, you know uh, advanced, you know, uh, systems and platforms, uh, they actually are multi-layered. So, multi-layered basically means you have what the people see, uh, which which is often called an app. Of course, the app has logic, you know, uh, yeah. on its own, uh, that, that leaves on it. So, to, to say, if you click this button, do this, you know, check that, you know, is this 10 digits? Is it five digits? You know, is it empty? Those kind of things. I mean, those are... Those are pretty you know, easy things to do. But we also have, you know, core, what we call the core engine, uh, which drives, you know, a lot of what the app does because it's a bit data and a lot of things happen, you know, uh, and there's integration to other systems, there's calculations, there's certain checks that happen in the backend. Then we have the back office, which is what is used by the business to actually see what transactions have gone through and which transactions, you know, have happened, you know, and that's all important. So it's actually a fully fledged, uh, you know, platform uh, that you know, with due respect, uh, we see as equivalent to a, a normal banking. Of course, a banking platform would have, uh, you know, much higher security. But you know, that's something that we're heading towards. You know, as we yeah. increase our capabilities. So, so it's a platform, uh, and and the reason we've built the platform really is, is because of a number of factors. One, uh, you know, obviously, uh, we built it during the time when COVID uh, was starting to actually, you know, raise its ugly head, right? Yeah. And we saw an opportunity really for a specific market in our country that we feel is neglected, you know, uh, by other service providers. And we're talking about the masses of people in the rural areas and, and our townships, right? And that's that's really where the co-founder, you know, of the company, my business partner and myself come from. So we actually come from that type of setting. And we said, hang on, what can we actually do, you know, for the Gogos and the, and the Madalas that actually have to travel to town to actually, you know, uh, transact and drive certain services, you know, uh, but also it was on the realization that the, the uptake of, you know, uh, the mobile devices is actually on the high, right? It's on the yeah. rise. 
you know, a lot of people are actually buying, you know, uh, what you call smart devices. And smart devices uh, obviously allow you, you know, to be able to have these apps running on the phone. So what we then said is, okay, let's actually build something, you know, that can actually bring, as you can see on the tech, you know, pay offline, we say convenience in your pocket. That can actually bring you convenience in your pocket. And the next step there to think about was which services are actually very important as a start, um, you know, to actually launch, you know, as part of the platform. And those services, and maybe we can talk about them later, but, uh, you know, are around prepaid you know, products. You know, uh, people use prepaid electricity, people buy, you know, airtime, and people buy data. And of course, you know, a lot of our masses have got accounts with retail, you know, shops, they've got personal loans with the likes of African banks, Standard Bank, you know, and all these other, you know, service providers. But also people pay for, you know, other products like DSTV, uh, you know, TV, SAPC TV license, but also, you know, things like their, you know, speeding fines. And, and those kind of services, if you think about them, you know, people would either have to go to a shop, you know, walk in and actually, you know, transact. And it happens like that, right? Yeah. When someone wants to pay for a DSTV, they actually have to walk out of their house. But but that that's one dimension. We then said, hang on, but how do we then, you know, create a model that is, you know, helpful to the people in these areas? Then we came with what we call, you know, an agent, you know, model. And basically an agent model means you can sign up as an agent and you can use, you know, the, the platform to actually drive and help, you know, uh, deliver these transactions. Because we're not naive, we realized there's obviously two legs. There's a self-service leg where you can do this on your own. But we were not naive that, you know, people will start doing that, you know, all of them. It would be nice, but we we're not naive about that. People still yeah, yeah. go to the shop. They still go to the spaza shop around the corner. How do we empower the person in that spaza shop or the owner of the spaza shop to actually transact on the platform, you know, for, for the customer, yeah. but actually make something for themselves, you know, and that's, that's the important part thing in the context of the rising numbers of unemployment in our country. Yeah. So, so I think in a nutshell, that's really what uh, the digital token platform is about at this point. I might add, though, uh, you know, and I'm not going to talk about that, that, you know, uh, we are actually on the next phase of uh, some exciting, you know, offerings that we're Amazing. building. So uh, what I would say is watch watch this space in terms of uh, what's coming up. Yes, indeed. And the direction that is taking. <laughs> but I can't, I can't talk about that for, for obviously competitive reasons. Oh, okay, okay. No, it's quite... Sign a, a non-disclosure. <laughs> it's, 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 it's rather it's rather not to you but uh obviously i'm in the public to uh, competitors yeah i don't know who's <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's quite interesting you know like you said this is a tech and business so two two points that you 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 brought up in this whole discussion is number one the tech aspect uh, the tech aspect which is the, the obviously the platform you guys are building and then there's also the business aspect whereby you looked around and you saw a problem you know you saw an issue and you were like, hey, how do we solve it? You know, and I kind of like that approach that you guys took. Um, it really shows that in, for people to make it, they just need to find that one problem that nobody else sees and solve it first. You know? And obviously, you give, you give a good platform with it. No, 100%. I mean, yeah. I think you, you're spot on. But I mean, I think for us, it's not about... So, I mean, if you look at the different business models, you know, that yeah. people built for the first time, something that was in there, they built it, you know. I mean, if you look at uh, uh, the other model, you know, uh, so, I mean, if you look at when the car was built, you know, when the first aeroplane was built, those things didn't exist at that time, you know, yeah. and a whole lot of other products that didn't exist. For example, if you look at, you know, Microsoft, I mean, they first built, you know, the, you know, this, the software to actually give life to a PC, right? Yeah. Um, and those were the first guys to actually build something like that. But, 
but you've had then you know other companies i mean if you look at apple they they basically took the whole pc world and you know turned it upside down and they yeah. built beautiful software yeah now i'm on a mac right now and i'm you know i'm doing the zoom on a mac so See, so yeah. for us it was not necessarily about building something that's not there you yeah. know but it was about saying how do we actually build something that talks to a business model for the for that area. for the customers that want to focus on number one and number yeah. two for the problem statement that we have and and we found a very nice you know link between the two so yeah. so yeah so i mean i think the uh, we always look at technology as just an enabler um and technology must be built you know to support a certain business process and a certain customer experience and that's yeah. really the key thing that takes our time you know um, yeah but but there's other things around the technology aspects that are very important like you know scalability what we're building is it something that can support large volumes you know if it yeah, can yeah. grow very quickly and that's a very important you know consideration to make for example our platform runs on the cloud right yeah, yeah. i don't know if you know about the cloud platforms I mean, yes, yes, yes yes aws uh, you've got google cloud you've got you know the likes of oracle cloud uh, and you've got other platforms so so those were considerations we made to say you know where do we run the platform you know what yeah, yeah. is the functionality of features that we build to the platform also going forward you know in terms of the roadmap and who's our target customer and what is the price point that we want to come in you know at in terms of uh, the different services yeah. you know that we're offering so those are all considerations yeah well that is amazing man um uh, it's i'm quite excited to hear about your application uh i think it's actually quite great uh myself as 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 a developer as well uh hearing you know the technologies that you're using you know I'm glad that you went uh, cloud-based and not your normal uh, in-house architecture. So it's it's quite cool. Um, now I'm gonna ask a a, a a random question. Are you ready for this one? What smartphone do you use and why? So for myself, it's a it's a Samsung. You know, so I'm a Samsung guy. So what smartphone do you use and why? So for me, I mean, uh, so I'm an ex Samsung guy. Um, so firstly, I mean, I'm not into gadgets. Eh? Strangely enough, I'm a technology guy, but I'm not, <laughs> not really into gadgets. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, I use an iPhone. I use an iPhone, and and the reason the reason for that is is just the practicality, right? And the the beauty and the aesthetics that you get obviously on the iPhone. But I found even a better reason, you know, because I also use a Mac. And I'm really enjoying the interoperability between, you know, uh, the iPhone and the Mac in terms yeah. of, uh, you yeah. know, uh, data syncing uh, that that I can get on my phone. So, for example, I have everything that I need, you know, uh, on the phone, and I can literally just get, you know, all my documents. And of course, you can do that with other devices, but I just find it quite easy uh, to do that on the, you know, on the Apple device. But but more so, uh, we do have obviously, you know, the Android devices for testing. You know the yeah, app yeah. across uh, different platforms as well, but my primary phone is the iPhone for those of us in the state. Okay, I know that's a good reason. I think uh, DJ Simp will be happy with that. He's a big uh, Apple lover. <laughs> um, I actually have a question based on that on that and that answer. Um, so yeah. so so I just want I just want your take on the whole privacy debate that we've been having in the past couple of years of people just yeah. selling data and the whole privacy issue. So I know you've probably yeah. seen what happened with Facebook and Congress and what's also yeah. happening in different countries around um, like privacy in general and, 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 and the selling of data. What's like your opinion yeah. on that? So it's a, it's a cash 22 situation, right? I mean, it's a balance between morality and business, right? If you look at the mm-hmm. Facebook business model, I mean, where do they generate their revenue? It's really on advertising, right? Yeah. They don't charge us to be on the platform. So what they do is 
they actually data mine, you know, so they do data mining, you know, and then they actually target certain ads, you know, certain people. And they do this on behalf of their clients. So if you look at their revenue model, the big chunk of it over 90% literally comes, you know, from that. So so that's on the business side, it's actually bad, you know, because now what you're starting to do is give people an opportunity not to, you know, uh, you know, allow certain things to be tracked. Of course, there's the data that you load and all those things, but there's other things they need to track, like your location, you know, uh, well, you know, where were you, what were you likely, you know, buying in that location based on certain things that we're doing and also other apps that may be feeding data to them. But there's not the morality side, which is actually a problem you know, because, I mean, you, you know, some of the things I track, you know, you know, border on, on actually invading your privacy, right? I mean, yeah. who wants to know if I went to a Shibin, for example? The South African government. You know, I probably don't want them to know about that, you know? Uh, that's, that's none of their business, it's my business. But I mean, I think, I, think, uh, I, think, I think it's okay, you know, in terms of, you know, asking people to provide that permission rather than, yeah. you know, uh, simply just doing that in the background. But I think it won't go away, right? I mean, if you look at the troves of data that Google, you know, uh, you know, collects, who don't even know about it across, you know, their platforms, Gmail, you know, the Google search engine, you know, you know, so it's, it's quite a lot of uh, things that they collect. So, so I think I think it's just a balance. Um, but I think as long as the user uh, or the person is given the control around, you know, agreeing, you know, whether they want their stuff, you know, uh, you know, collected or not, then it's perfectly fine. But if I come to the local context, I mean, if you look at uh, you know what we have now with Popia. You know, uh, you know. Yeah. I think, I think, I think the local companies are are, are going to battle. Uh, they've always battled. I mean, you know, uh, I've had people phone me, you know, quoting my data from Vodacom. I and mean, you ask yourself, you know, uh, <laughs> where are they getting where are they getting this information? So if you look yeah, at the banking yeah. world, for example, <laughs> people people have access to people's phone numbers, yeah. uh, and that's where credit card fraud happens. You know, someone has someone's card details. Someone has someone's cell phone number and they phone them and say, give me the pin and they're holding the card and they actually do an online transaction. So so from a technology perspective and from a security perspective locally, I think, sadly, you know, you wouldn't expect banks to be that lax, but we, we do see that uh, the numbers that are published are quite high, you know, by subject, if you look online, for example, across those yep. things. So, so I think the long and the short of it is it's a balance between the two. A business has to go on. It's helpful for me to see the ad, for example. It's helpful... Uh, you know, for someone to understand what's happened to me. I mean, I I, I was just uh, reading a good story about the Apple Watch, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and they've got, a, you know, they've got a fault detect type of functionality. And this person fell, you know, they got sick and they fell. And this thing dialed 911 because it detected that this person has fallen, you know, uh, based yeah. on whatever they've built in it. And, and if you think about such kind of data, you know, that's for the good, right? Because yeah, that's yeah. actually protecting your health. But then on the other hand, you've got, data for the bad where people will bombard you with things and offer you things that you don't want yeah, or yeah. even you know use it for other motives right like uh, like changing because i mean i don't know if you watched a, you know, a show on netflix i forgot about what it's called but where they actually use the data to actually try and engineer how you see the world and you know and certain things they show you to try and, and, and uh, you know and actually basically just uh, you know, play with your mind so so yeah so that's my view on, uh, on it and uh, it's a uh, mouthful but that's interesting, you know, uh, that, that's a new take. Normally, we, we have people who are against, people who are for. Uh, you saw the silver lining in between. Yeah, it is business and morals at the end, yeah. Uh, I'm a fair guy. <laughs> <laughs> so now, um, the, the last question I'd like to ask. Um, you, run a, you run an IT company, you're you in IT, you know, um, 
so what are one of the misconceptions people have about you know someone who runs an IT company? <laughs> so that's a that's a very interesting one. So so let me maybe explain. So uh, we run a group company called Asante Digital Group, and mm-hmm. and there's three parts of what we do. The first part is consulting. So consulting is basically advisory work. So I walk into a client, and I say, look, this is how you should be structured. You know, from an IT perspective, this is what your IT strategy should be. Talking to your business strategy, if you are going to deliver what the business wants to do, you need to put in place all these programs and things. Um, but also on design, right? Solution architecture, not building, design. You know, taking a requirement and saying, this is how you design your particular solution that you build, You need to build to support that requirement. That's the first part of our business. The second part of our business then is what what we're, what DigiToken falls under. We would build products. So DigiToken is one of those products. We've got other products that we build, you know, uh, that are based on automation and, and digital technologies. And the last part of it is actually where we build and I know there's there's a fine line because we actually don't build in Afrinova. We actually conceptualize products. Then we have a part of the business called Innovity Africa, which actually builds those products. So it actually becomes a a client, you know, uh, to the other businesses, the other yeah. parts of the business. So so if you look at it in that context, right? So what we cover is the end-to-end value chain for digital transformation, right? And yeah. that talks to any industry. So for example, we've got a client in the financial service space. We've got a client in the health space. We support other partners, you know, in the public sector space. But when you talk about someone, you know, to someone with about IT, they don't think that far. They think, oh, you know, computer, hardware, you know, connecting cables, you're fixing a projector, you know. So, so, so people don't see it that far, right? So, and, uh, and I mean, you, obviously other people understand it, uh, but people don't see that far. But also people don't understand and realize the deep value, you know. Of IT, yeah. right? Um, because because you know they don't really understand that, and we we're saying that we keep we like using that every business is a digital business, and yeah. that's becoming you know uh, you know even more so. You know, I mean, if you look at banks and what they're doing, they're building things like malls now, where they're saying, look, we're gonna start closing the branches. You know, we're gonna need less people in the branches. We're actually going online because you know why they want to go online because the, the operating costs online. Are actually less than paying salaries to people and putting coffee there and having printers and physical things and security and electricity all those things you know then become you know uh, you know uh, you know what you pay for in your cloud infrastructure which takes care of all of those things hopefully yeah. not the coffee and the people obviously <laughs> but if you, but if you think about it i mean just use an example of our business you know we are very low in the numbers in our business in terms yeah. of people because a lot of what we do is automated even the tickets that we get you know, for support are actually tickets, uh, you know, uh, that are user related because the user just doesn't know how to do something, not because something is broken. And yeah. that talks to where we've built and the, the choices we've made, you know, in the platforms. And I know that I digress now, but yeah, to answer your question on on, uh, on the misconception, people think, yeah, you are playing with some hard hard things and you're <laughs> touching some hard things and you are wiring things. And, and yeah. Yeah, so they think they think that that, that way, yeah. You know, it's it's quite cool, you know, and the the whole thing you brought up about automation and how things are, like how the industry is now, basically, doing the jobs, um, that 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 would have been repetitive and minuscule, and they are making it both cheaper and better. You know, uh, we had a discussion on one of our previous shows about the whole thing of you know, uh, 
uh, jobs being taken by the by by IT and stuff, and it all came down to it's not specialized jobs. It's all about the the ones that are repetitive and stuff. And it's it's quite cool to see. It's quite cool to to, to also hear that the the impact it's having in your business, whereby you're saying that um, the tickets you guys are getting is basically just you know. Um, user interaction, how they use your, your, your software rather than the software itself breaking because then it shows that, you know, like I think Elon Musk said it, you know, the, the, the less you have people involved in a process, the less, uh, the less you're going to have problems inside that process because if your computer is doing all of it, it's going to be able, you, you can get it to do it right. So that's, quite, that's quite, quite cool. I know I said that was the last question, but I personally need to ask this question. You know, I, I need to know I need to know this, you know. This is going to, for, for those who are not as technical, it might be a bit confusing. But what is your favorite code stack? What code stack do you use and why? So your set of programming languages. So, so we are, I mean, that's a very good question. And I like talking about this because that actually, that's one of the things that make us different. So yeah. I don't know if you know about low code, if you've heard about something called low code. Nope. Um, so, so you can Google it when you get a chance. Um, yeah. But basically, low code. So, 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 so. I mean, if you look at business, right? Yeah. One of the biggest pains with IT, and I know this, you know, having worked in IT, having worked, having worked as a developer, is yeah. just the speed at which we develop and and build things, right? Yeah. We are very slow, right? And we're resource intensive. So, yeah. For example, to build a an online platform, you'll need. Uh, you know, about 20 developers, some of them sitting in India, you know, some of them in Johannesburg, you know, doing a whole lot of things. And that doesn't work anymore, you know, in the new world. In the yeah. new world, you've got a very integrated process of development, right? What yeah. we call DevOps, you know, where you want to actually link everything that you're doing, including the deployment and the management of things that may break. And and a user, sorry, a high, you know, resource, you know, intensive, a very, a very resource intensive process for development is very chaotic. And we've seen that because things break. And that is why you've got systems offline sometimes, you know, even for the most, you know, prominent companies. So so some people then realized this a few years ago that actually, you know what, the software development process in line with the digital transformation objectives should not be something of secrecy, you know, to the business. You know, the business should not should be able to sit with IT or a developer and actually point at the screen and say, no, that's not my logic. Because if you think about what you built, you know, more than you know, ninety percent of the time, you are actually doing if and else and applying rules, right? Yes. And those rules should be those rules should be easy to explain to the business without yeah. showing the business, you know, a one loop or a for loop or you know, an if statement in Java, you know, or C sharp or .dot net. So yeah. what low code is actually doing is then wrapping all of that complexity and presenting a graphical view of building software. So yeah. for example, if you build an app, if you build a UI or you build a portal. It's literally dragging and dropping certain components. And of course, there will be parts where you need to write code and actually wrap, you know, some of those things and, and expose yeah. them as, as components that you use. So so we are a company that partners with a low-code, you know, uh, provider, a low-code platform provider called OutSystems. So we eat, oh. breathe, uh, you know, uh, we eat, breathe, sleep OutSystems, you know. Um, yeah. So we build, we build our technology on OutSystems, we consult on our systems. We build, uh, you know, uh, other apps for clients on our systems. And there's a number of reasons for that. We've got available, uh, you know, plugins we can use for integration to multiple systems. We've got beautiful user experiences and templates that are available on the platform, which allows us not to reinvent the wheel. And number three, we can actually build at a much higher pace 
than people that are actually building using Java, C++, or whatever, any of those complicated things. We don't yeah. like seeing those things. Uh, you know, we, 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 like, uh, we like low code. And I think the last reason, which is important, is that the platform is cloud native. So whatever you're oh. building is already running on the cloud, and it takes care of some of the operational things. For example, it will tell you if there are things that are going to break as you build what we call, uh, you know, true change. As you build your software, yeah. it actually tells you that, hang on, what you're building is not going to be compatible with something that you've already deployed. As you try to deploy, it will say, please, you are actually going to miss a component, you know, a Cordova component that you're using, for example. If yeah. there are some of the components that need to talk to the hardware and the thing like the phone, uh, you know, camera, all those things that you're doing. Yeah. So, so we find that we find that that gives us joy, but we are also of the opinion that that's the future, right? Yeah. Of software development, as seen by you know, as mentioned by guys like Gartner, who are industry analysts and Forrester, they talk about that as the new way into the future. So, yeah. so we are people that live in the future. Uh, you know, we are present today, but we live in the future. We know what's coming. Uh, and we see what's coming and we're ready for that. Well, that is quite interesting. Uh, I actually know uh, Art Systems. I've never used it. I've heard of it. I've never used it. I think I've you must try. I think you must download it. Uh, sorry to interrupt. I think you must download it. There's a free version. Yeah. You can create your own environment. Uh, just create an app and see how quick it is. There's tutorials uh, there. If yeah. you're a developer, you'll actually find it quite easy to use. And you'll build a, a mock-up. There's also other apps that you might be able to install that have been built. Sorry, the other thing with our systems as well, that, that's very critical for us, is that we have what we call the Forge. And the Forge is basically like a community uh, of developers that build apps and components that they make available to others. Let me give you an example. If I want to do WhatsApp integration, yeah, I've got a component that allows me to do the integration without having to reinvent the wheel and write code again. Yeah. So I can actually drag and drop that component, put in some you know credentials. Obviously, I need to have the, the account for example, for SMS, uh, you know, for e emails, we use cloud-based platforms. We use the likes of Trilio. We use the likes of Send in Blue, and those are platforms that are cloud-based. And for us to integrate to them is a breeze because people have built those components. Biometrics to put biometrics on our apps, a breeze because yeah. components already exist that we can use. We also yeah. contribute our own co components. For example, we've just contributed a component for validating a South African ID number, and oh, other people cool. can use that component. Yeah, you know, uh, and. Uh, because it's available there so that's the power you know and that's where the world is going you know for for example to integrate things like maps on your app directions you know all these fancy things you see on uber you know uh, uber eats and all these other apps you know that's really nothing you know to, to integrate those things so wow. from a cost perspective from an efficiency perspective we truly believe in what we do wow no that is that's good that's good if it sounds very seamless to add these things on i'll definitely give it a try but as we end the show um, where can we find your platform? So um, our platform is available on both Android and iOS stores. Uh, so if you search for DigiToken, so D-I-G-I, um, D-G, uh, so T-O-K-E-N, so DigiToken, one word. So no spaces in between, and you'll find us there. So that's the first app that's going to come up when you use that word, at DigiToken, and you can install it on your Android phone or your iOS phone. Remember, there are two modes in it. So when you see it, it will say register as, uh, you know, there's an agent mode. There's also obviously a client mode. So actually it says buy or sell. So buy means you are registering as a client, meaning it's me. I want to use, you know, the app or I can register as an agent. And by the way, you can register as both if you want. The agent yeah. mode essentially allows you to be able to, uh, to sell or to help other clients and you make commission. The app actually calculates commission based on the transactions that you are making. 
and that commission gets made available to you uh, to actually use uh, to transact because remember we have a prepaid system or you can actually just get that money paid out to you if you want and you feel you've made you know a lot of commission so so yeah please uh, download but also we are available on www.digitoken.africa that's our website and you can read up uh, on a whole lot of information and find our contact details there we are also on uh, all social networks uh, we're on instagram digitoken is, is the name we're on facebook uh, we're on twitter as well so if you search for digitoken please do go there follow us uh, you know and uh, and uh, drop us a message if there's a question we would love to hear from you thank you very much thank you thank you so thank you thank you for 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 being here thank you for for having us uh, thank you for enlightening us on actually a lot of the, the 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 points that we went through here was was fantastic was fabulous and for all the listeners out there go on to your app store go on to your play store or go on to google and go on to the site go on to the app download it right now you know we're waiting have you gotten it yet great and you know yes and also drop a review you know drop a good review five star already from hearing it i can tell you that it's a five star application and thank you so much for for coming on uh it was really great having you and that is a wrap of this show from me the one the only the duke of tba dj stones and with me here <laughs> is me the sim master himself um this discussion was amazing for me as an entrepreneur um but yeah it's me the simp lord himself dj simp thanks everyone and with us here was the amazing it was the amazing Koli Savuza uh, <laughs> <Yes>. token. Uh, <laughs> and thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. We're signing out. Peace. <laughs> Cheers. Signing out. Peace. Active FM. Radio has never been better. Like what you're listening to? Follow us on Gab and Twitter at ActiveFM, Instagram at ActiveFM777 and Facebook at forward slash ActiveFM.